Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 30. That's right, we turned 30 today. But I'm the only one that knows anything about that. Because Jeff is lost in the Bermuda Triangle. It's Weird Mike and the Millennials. I'm captain of the ship. Week 5. Here we go! Freestyle. Rock on my Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, folks. We are live from Centennial Studios, ready to bring you week five of the NFL action and much, much more. How you doing, VOG? I'm good, baby. We're fired up. We're, uh, as Mike mentioned, we're live from Centennial Studio. It's the house of weird 2.0. He recently moved. I thought he's been here like a week. He's been here eight hours. So, yeah, place looks good. <laughs> Moving and grooving. Yeah, but um, it, is, it is weird. Michael and uh, myself, VOG, here tonight. Jeffrey is away. We promise this will be the last time. We're not all in the same physical room together. Um, he is ripping it up down in Bermuda uh, at a flyboard competition. Don't get lost in that triangle, Hewlett. It's real. It's real. Hashtag electromagnetic rays. Okay, we care for you. Come back safe. And we got your back this week. You know, the last time uh, we were in my place, House of Weird, original version, Hewlett tried to save baseball. And now that we're here in my new digs, hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. I'm getting ready to watch the Monday night game at the Legion, Chiefs-Broncos with the Hitman Softball Crew Championship winners. And the game wasn't on because this extra baseball game was going on between Colorado and L.A. Oh, God. And I'm trying to watch Come On, Man, and the Monday Night Countdown. And you know the drill, right, before the game? I know it's a legion, but you got to get in there and be like, listen, guys, screw baseball, fire it. So the baseball game is an extra game. They play 162 games in Major League Baseball. The division rivals, Colorado Rockies and L.A. Dodgers, play 19 games against each other. How on earth... Does that not decide who gets the wild card? Yeah. What are these games about? This, nothing. And even still, if they didn't want to make it head-to-head, sure, that could be a tilted stat, I get it. How about a division record? An equal schedule played means something. Why not? The NFL's got two games. It means everything. Yeah. In NHL, they don't add an 83rd game. 19 games? 19 games Extra head-to-head. games. That's mental. That is the commissioner on meth. No one in their right mind says, yeah, baseball, that's what we need. Extra Farvin games. So because of this extra game, I missed my weekly edition of Come On, Man. It was good. Uh, I watched it on my phone later, and it definitely wasn't the same. No, no. Not after the fact. Uh, but, you know, that baseball, Hewlett tried to save it with his three rules. It's I hear you, saving. bro. It's I'm about October baseball, and the Rockies are in, and Rocktober, and all that stuff. It, you know what baseball is? It's a it's like a 16 year old cat that needs like 30 grand worth of you know medical procedures. You just gotta let it. You just gotta you know let it let it pass on. It's, wow. it's done. Sorry, baseball, you suck. Biggest thing about baseball that pisses me off: the playoffs. It's like you win the championship every week after a divisional <laughs> wild card, whatever the hell. You can't have a champagne party. That is reserved for champions and champions only. Look at every other sport. It doesn't happen. Hockey, never. Football, no way. Maybe a pennant. Pop some champagne. Yeah. Yeah. But not the NL wildcard play-in game. Get out of here. Conference. Conference championship, maybe I'll allow that because baseball's soft and it's a joke. But come on. Come on, man. I missed it. Anyway. We miss you, buddy, and uh, get back safe. But, yeah, well, the kids are away. Well, but, well, the boss man's away. The kids will play. We're in uh, the studio here. We're raw dogging the mics tonight. We're, we got no mic covers. It's, no it's, uh, mic it's never covers. happened before. We got the, the big <laughs> fluff, the, the little robot mushroom penis thing on top. Are we putting that it's on gone. top of our water? Yeah, huck it's it, gone. It and it feels water. great. It feels great. I saw the herd. He didn't have a cover on it today. You know, you gotta, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Emulate, yeah, we're, we're going raw dog on the mics tonight. Huck, make sure you get a uh, raw dog pick on the Insta. By the way, folks, we're gaining some momentum. How about you rate, review, subscribe, look who's talking. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, 
and Stitcher. I know that's not everybody's bag, but the holidays are coming around. Even though it's not American Thanksgiving, still a lot of football action this crisp Sunday afternoon. No, I don't want to go apple picking. No. No. Well, yes, I will miss the third quarter of the second set for Thanksgiving dinner. But it's, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving coming up this weekend. We're fired up for some good food. And, yeah, you're going to be around a lot of families. So, as we always say, steal your grandma's iPhone. Steal the aunts, uncles, the, the 12-year-old that just got one for their birthday. Subscribe on that stuff, you know. Help the boys out. Come on. We'll show you some love. We're growing. We turned 30 today. That's exciting. Uh, Episode 30. I'm telling you, you guys were the last people in my old place. And you guys are the first people in my new place, man. That means a lot to me. God bless. Bad, f- bad radio, Nux. We just did Nux. Team Nux. Oh, that's a, yeah, it sounds better than Bonks. Yeah. I had Bonks written down here. No. But that sounds weird. <laughs> Nux, baby. I'm going to cross it out. Nux, yeah. Um, it sounds like what they call it in England or something. But I eventually did get to the Monday night game, and the Chiefs are something else. What a dandy. They're going to fall hard at Jacksonville against Jacksonville this week. But they got to 4-0. They can do whatever they want. They could take a week off or their foot off the gas. Man. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes is just really building his case. I know it's early. We've talked about it already. But the MVP race, wow. He really does look like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he is he's running around all over the field. He's got Khalil Mack and Chubb chasing him, two of the best pass rushers in the league, evading them, and then making completions for first downs with his left hand. Like, the guy is the real deal, and Jacksonville will definitely be a huge test, but, yeah, that was, that was a wild Monday night game. I Case s- Keenum, Come just on, not Case, enough, man. man. You just had the game. not enough. Right just, at the fingertips, man. Just like the Vikings last year. Yeah. I smell an Alex Smith spot this week in primetime at New Orleans, another big spot. He's going to give him a go, man, and then he's just going to. Fall just short, man. John Elway can't feel good. Eh? He paid him what, eighteen, nineteen million to that's not be the guy. Like that's ugh. the going rate. He's the guy. He's the one year guy. That's the new reality. The he's one year not, guy. Well, you know, you look in that division. He's the he's the worst QB there. But um, he's the worst QB in what division? The AFC West. Yeah, baby. Derek Carr is better than Derek, Case Keenum. Yes, he is. Yes. There uh, we go. Pat Mahomes and Philip Rivers. Uh, Open and shut case. Yes. I rest my yeah. Case rested. Point VOGs on the board first in the new digs. Oh, baby. Oh, man. Anyway, that was a sick game. Elevation does weird thing to weird man, people. It, it's a real thing. Yeah, playing a mile high is, is not easy. And, um, you know, a lot of people complaining about, uh, you know, the missed, the missed, uh, the, what, the snap count ran to zero. They didn't call it, but. Everybody's the, just got to relax on yeah. every second of every game. The, the okay? Chiefs also converted the game a, third, the game. a second and 30. They made the first down. So. Yeah, Chiefs are going to beat the Broncos. Sorry, boys, but, you know, you can't have Case Keenum overthrowing Demarius Thomas on a beauty what given a gimme touchdown. Sorry, Case. Pat Mahomes is the real friggin' deal. One hell of a game on Monday night. Came down to the last second. I thought the uh, Broncos uh, had a chance to uh, make it happen. The guy dropped the, the touchdown. What are you going to do? Speaking of what are you going to do, we're going to kick it into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to our boy, Hugh, Jeff Hugh, for the truth of the week. I have no idea what these farvin' idiots are talking about, but that leads us into our truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. The truth of the week, folks, is that you can't win on talent alone. You just can't. It'll get you really far. But it won't get you all the way. You gotta care. You gotta care every play. Every play. You ever have one of those guys on your teams or one of those girls on your teams? And you're like, far of me. She or he is so talented. And I just watched them do something amazing. But why can't they do that all the time? And oftentimes, that's... Hard to ask, but that's what makes you great. That's what makes you the best of all time. Tom Brady, fourth game of the year, they could be up by two touchdowns. 
He'll lead a drive, stepping into as many throws as he can to be as precise as he can to throw it right into the court, into the receiver's hands or right into his belly or more specifically, right where that receiver needs to go in that second or two before he gets attacked by the safety linebacker or DB covering him. He Tom makes sure. So he doesn't have to blame anyone after the game. Not that he would anyway. But all this talk about, oh, Aaron Rodgers is a dick. And I've said that before too. It's all just hooey if you can't apply it to the field. As in like, why does him being a bit of a dick or a, you know, not the best teammate or he calls out, you know, his receiver groups or his, or his offensive coaches or his head coach. You can be a big asshole if it doesn't apply to the field. But we're watching one of the best quarterbacks of all time. 11 years in, well, 14 years in, he sat on the bench for a little while. Three years, four years. And we've seen, what, one great comeback against the Bears in week one this year? A couple of Hail Marys and a whole bunch of playoff disappointments because he didn't make sure enough on important third downs, important fourth downs, even important just plays in the first half or earlier in the season so they don't have to go into Seattle. They don't have to go into Atlanta. He should have dominated from the get-go if he was just sure. How many times have you seen him make a seemingly easy pass sort of towards the the field and his receiver who, A, yes, might not be the best receiver in the game, but Tom doesn't have the best receivers either besides that year he had, a couple years he had Moss, but he throws it you know, about a foot off the, a foot off the field. And yes, the receiver could have caught it, but Aaron didn't make sure. He didn't use all of his talent on that play to make sure that it worked. He didn't step forward and drive that ball in right where it needed to be. Now he kind of twinkle toes it out of there because he's so capable of incredible throws. He's looking at this seven yard out like, yeah, I'll just kind of jump and do it. There's a little bit of less certainty with his footwork, with his body work, because he's so talented. Tom's talented too, but he makes sure on every play. When he was down 28 to three, he looked at his teammates and he said, let's go now, laser focus. Some things are just cliches. That's absolutely what you need to do when you are one of the best in the world at what you do to make sure that every play represents that. Because that's how you get back in the game. That's how you win. And when you're not down 28-3, that's how you're winning 28-3, 75% of your career. Because you make sure. Because laser focus isn't just a cliche. I know because when I played sports, I was one of the guys that I like to think that I played well, even though when I was slightly casual before a game. Even on the bench, you know, me and my line mates, James and Chad, we joke around. But... You know, they were more laser-focused type guys. And it would get me laser-focused. Because even though I played well casually and, you know, I didn't necessarily need to psych myself up with a bunch of possibly fake cliches, some cliches aren't fake. Some of them work really well. And I'm a guy who likes to think I can inspire the troops. I'm pretty good with words, especially when you mean them. And Tom can look at everyone on his team and say, laser focus. Because that's what he's bringing. Week three, he's stepping into that throw. He's going to try to make sure if they lose, he's not throwing anyone on the bus. Because in his mind, he's so good. If he brings his laser focus, they shouldn't lose anyway. Regardless of what the coach has put in the playbook. Regardless of whether his left tackle's hurt or went to the Giants. Regardless if they're letting defensive superstars go, even if he doesn't like it. He knows that he's not just talented. He brings 110% of his talent into every play. And how many times have you watched Aaron Rodgers and been like, ah, Aaron, you're better than that. How many times have you seen him just destroyed after a game, like he just went through hell? Ah, I don't know. There's a difference. Tiger Woods cares about more. He cares about every shot he takes in golf, the next shot, as if, None of the shots he's done before have ever happened. And he needs to prove himself on every shot. He cares so much. He puts laser focus into every shot. And for a good, you know, 11, 12 years there, he was winning almost every tournament in the world. So yes, he's made a massive comeback because that laser focus helped him come back from it. 
You take the current world number one, Dustin Johnson. He's got so much natural God-given talent. He's got one major championship. And look at him. Look at him walking around the golf course. He's cool as Favre. And I meant the F word there. But Favre was pretty cool too. But he's cool as a cucumber. He's walking around like, yo, my life's pretty good. Like, I, you know, second at this tournament, fourth at this tournament. Like, yo, my life's good. I'm dating Paulina. Like, I mean, he was. You know, Aaron's dating, you know, uh, Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick. Life's pretty good. You know, he's better than the Packers. He doesn't take that responsibility of each win or loss on his shoulders with every play. Now, he'll, he'll try and come back sometimes and play really well, but I bet his teammates look at him like, man, why don't you just care that much from the first quarter on? By the way, 11 years in, there's about one or two comebacks I can remember. Elway, Favre. Manning, Brady. Man, these guys do that for breakfast. And most of the time they don't need to because they're dominating games. Aaron, stop blaming everybody else. You're better than that. Your talent's better than that. And if you just put laser focus into every single play, the Packers would have a lot more than one ring. Anyway, that's the truth of the week. You need laser focus, or you're just a bunch of talent, and you're not going to win too many championships on just that. you got to care. Tommy cares. That's why I'm changing my Super Bowl pick. you hear about that later. Woo! Take it from here, boys. Hawk, use that musty. Get between them, eh? All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. That was great. I really appreciated it, and, you know, I never tire of hearing people talk about Tom Brady being better than Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, last, last week I was away, this week you're away, and, you know, you said some uh, unfavorable things last week, like, I like to pee sitting down, and I'm going to get on the mic here and set the record straight that I love peeing sitting down, okay? It is great. You have a mini break, a couple mini breaks all day. You do, I do my best fantasy research having a break, having a nice pee sitting down. It's way less. You can't do that at the urinal, not the same way. You pull your phone out at a urinal, people think you're taking a picture of their cock. Sit, the sit pee. <laughs> I might never train my sons to stand pee. It is the way of the future, I'm telling you. Everybody, give it a good try this week. You got to go a whole week. You can't just do it one day. You'll feel weird. Do a, do a sit pee. Okay? I'm telling you. I, and, uh, I agree. I told you that I defended your stance that the morning pee, I'm down with sitting. Every time I sit for a piss, though, it's always like a two-for-one situation. Do I stick around for a second go? It's like, what am I doing? So, you know, it's a slippery slope. Like I said last week with you out here, I'm on both sides of the sit P fence. <laughs> it's tearing us apart here at the studios of LHT. Well, All you look who's talkers, are so wondering, let us know. Do you sit? Do you stand? We'll put it. We're going to bring back mail of the week. People getting, like mail of the week. We're getting an Instagram poll up. Sit P, stand P. Get the votes in, baby. Team sit P. And for and the record, male of the week is not a male person of the week. It's a it is yeah an email I, or it is Canada Post of the week. Yes, but, there we go. Let's yeah. get a sponsor for that. Yeah, yeah one of those no. one of those independent career <laughs> services that's you know fighting the good fight against the evil empire, yeah. UPS and the yeah, yeah yeah the taking down the big dogs, fuel embargoes and whatnot. But, and here we go for some news that matters with V O G. The fantasy voice of God. Take it away, kid. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. The news that matters. As Weird Mike has said before, the season is the story of quarters. And the the first quarter is done. And what a crazy start it has been. If you're feeling like your weekly fantasy scores have been off the charts high, higher than ever before, you're right. They're definitely seeing the effect of the new catch rule and the roughing the passer rule. Offense has exploded. It is, I love it, personally. These high-scoring games, amazing. Nobody wants to see, uh, you know, Tennessee-Jacksonville the other week, 9-6. That sucks. Um, but gem of a stat, courtesy of Peter King, great writer. Um, he's been on a couple shows, Sports Illustrated. He's been all around the industry. Legit. If you don't follow him on social media, you definitely should. 
but a very f- smart football journalist. And he, uh, he threw out the stat. Since 2014, the most amount of 400-yard games thrown in a season is 12. That's so 2014-15 to present, 12 games. That is through 256 games, which is the entire season for all NFL teams. Okay. And after four weeks of football through 63 games, there has already been 12. So we're on pace to just smash that record. And, yeah, fantasy owners, people watching the game, I couldn't be happier. That's why I never understood why people take quarterbacks so late because they're the ones getting all the points. Why wouldn't you want the best and get it early? It's it's position scarcity, but we can get into that. And you should have listened to the fantasy special. I cover I've, that. I've fallen behind. But, um, yeah, completion percentage is at an all-time high. Obviously, yeah, the favorable catch rule, you know, you don't have to survive the ground. So that has a huge contributing factor. Um, but, yeah, very rough start for a couple teams, um, including the – Super Bowl. Some of the Super Bowl favorites. A lot of analysts predicted the uh, the Falcons in the NFC and the Steelers in the AFC, both in last place in their division with one win apiece. Uh, you know, definitely no one would have bet on that uh, after four weeks. Not even Weird Mike himself. But uh, I definitely would not have bet on that. You know, they're they're facing off this week. What you know, the story of the next quarter. What's what's your prediction? So here's a classic case mini season. Steelers Falcons 1 p.m. Sunday Heinz Field. Losers out. You heard it here. Losers out. The Ravens and Bengals are both 3-1, and one, even if one of them pops out. And the Panthers and Saints are also off to fast starts. And the Falcons won't be able to make that kind of ground up, especially losing a couple in the division. You got the mini season. Nice tee up, bro. But I actually don't have a winner. I don't know what's going to happen in that game. It's interesting, yeah. Um, you know, Matty Ice has been, you know, despite the losses, he's been playing well. He has, you know, with Calvin Ridley soaking up a lot of touchdowns. He's average, I think, you know, the offense is average about 35, 36 points a game. But that defense is just bad. They they weren't great to begin with. They lost Keanu Neal starting safety, a couple other key starters. And, you know, that'll throw up any throw off any team. So, you know, Steelers D isn't so hot themselves. But, uh, you know, I got to lean a little bit towards Pittsburgh. Falcons on the road, Matty Ice outside of a stadium Ooh, is not himself. Good point. So, you know, Steelers at home, terrible towels going. I'm, uh, you know, maybe, you know, three three points at least. It's tough to lose two games in a row at home in the NFL. And I didn't think the Falcons were going to do it against the Bengals, and it took a last-second miracle for it to get it done. So I guess you lean Pittsburgh. Do you yeah. see a bet there, uh, VOG? You want to squeeze What's in? What's the line at? Let's go... Uh, I don't know. What is it? But uh, I'm uh, leading Pittsburgh for sure. I'm going to find that line. I'll, I, irregardless of the line, I'm taking Pittsburgh. and Which is a good segue to our next topic. The, uh, you know, partially brought on by the poor Steelers start of the season. The Lev Bell holdout seems to be finally be coming to an end in the next few weeks. Um, as I said, yeah, they're one and three. Or one, one, one and two, whatever. They got one win. They got some ties. They got some losses. Um, but yeah, that's rough. You know, Steelers fans are not used to that. Uh, they were, you know, the cream of the crop in the AFC, and a lot of people had them pegged in to be Super Bowl favorites. Um, but yeah, Mr. James Conner, he, you know, had a couple hot weeks to start, but he's underwhelmed as of late, especially in the passing game. Um, you know, they've realized, yeah, Lev Bell is is really far and good at what he does, and we need him. The Terminator won't be back. James Conner. Ah. There He's we go. out week seven. So I yeah. got the line, minus three Pittsburgh at home, which means if it was a neutral field, it'd be a pick em. Yep. So I'll give you a choice. I'm trying to get you back into the betting game. So, you know, you could take. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take I'll take the Steelers. Yeah. As, Steelers as, as minus as three. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as we as Mike mentioned, week seven is the Steelers bye week. And so Lev Bell will be reporting the team that week. And then he'll be starting in their week eight game against the Cleveland Browns, which is kind of a grudge match because they tied week one. So that'll be interesting. So you got Lev Bell's return at home off a bye against the Browns. Yep. How about you go ahead and book the Steelers in week eight, folks? You got a little crystal ball out there for you? You talk about a tidal wave of positivity and literally a season turning. Uh, But I'll take that bet. Fantasy owners can rejoice. I myself am a Lev Bell owner, and week eight cannot come soon enough because 
that was your first pick overall. So, uh, yeah, hurry up and get back. We understand that you probably got to flush some uh, some toxins out of your system, and that's why you're waiting until week eight to come back. Um, you know, he's been, as, as we've talked on the show, Lev Bell's been ripping it up in Miami on jet skis, clubs, living his best life. So, welcome to Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. And this this past week was a great example of why Lev Bell's doing it exactly why he's doing. In sad news, Mr. Old Thomas of the Seahawks, one of the best safeties in the game, perennial Pro Bowl player and one of the founding members of the Legion of Boom, suffered a season-ending broken leg, and this is rough. You know, he had a similar offseason to Lev Bell, sort of not reporting to the team. They want to sort of, you know, string him along as a franchise tag. He is getting up there in age. Maybe his best football is behind him, but he's still got a lot left in him. He is lethal, and, you know, the Seahawks are trying not to pay him. Pay him, and, and I get it from a business perspective. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, he held out a training camp. He eventually reported because he didn't want to risk injury under the franchise tag, and they can just, you know, screw him out of millions of dollars for that reason. And, you know, Sunday was against the Cardinals, I think. Um, you but- buried the headline, bro. You buried the headline. L-O-B-R-I-P. I'll say it again. L-O-B-R-I-P. There. Get that whole regime out of there. It's Russell Wilson's team. They're not about defense. The league's not about defense. Carroll's got to go. It is, and I hope, with that finger off the sideline on that cart, I hope it was at the Seahawks. I hope they did see it, and I hope they do move off of this defensive bravado uh, mantra. But, yes, um, you know, it's, it, it sucks for Earl Thomas. Obviously, we want to see the stars on the field. And, you know, Seattle's, you know, a pretty thin team already, so they definitely are going to miss him. And just a sad, yeah, like, a, you know, one of the stars of your franchise, one of the guys that, you know, the ring of honor, whatever you want to call it, he would be inducted into. Um, you know, it's sad to see that, as Mike said, um, you know, as he was being carted off the field on Sunday, he just left the bird out, flipped the whole, flipped the whole Seahawks sidelines team off. And it's just, you know, you don't want to see it go out like that. A lot of birds in the stadium. Seahawks, Cardinals, flipping, dripping. So in the words of Weird Mike, R-I-P-L-O-B. There you go. It sounds better when you say it yourself, huh? That wraps up the news that matters. And moving on, over to Mr. Jeffrey with the Hugh Picks. Hugh Picks! Hugh! Obie Trice, real name, no gimmicks. I'm right, going first this week back in the wind call and weird Mike got a little carried away with his weirdness, picked the bills at Lambeau. Lambeau. That's not, never a good idea. Uh, unless Jim Kelly's playing. It's been a while. All right. We're back in the winning column. We got four and three last week with the bonus pick I gave you on Instagram. Uh, here we go. 9-16 for the year, but we are moving on up. We're taking with our gold pick. The New Orleans Saints, minus six on Monday Night Football. They're coming home after two very impressive road wins. My new Super Bowl pick for the year, at least to get there for the NFC, New Orleans Saints. Ooh, it's going to be a nice homecoming. They got Mark Ingram back, and uh, Washington just will not be able to keep up. That is a trend. Moving right into our silver pick. Listen to the trend. Taking Kansas City. Minus three at home at Harrowhead after a massive win on Monday Night Football in Denver. The still young and uh, still healthy Kansas City Chiefs are going to roll at home over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, Jacksonville's got a fantastic defense. Denver's got a pretty damn good front four, too. Slowed them down, but it did not stop them. Denver, I like their offense a little bit better than Jacksonville as well. No Leonard Fournette. You know what? Yeldon's doing better anyway. Either way. Even if they have mild success, they will not be able to keep up with Mahomes all game. They don't have the blitz that Denver does, and Kansas City eventually figured that out. Uh, I like Kansas City minus three. I like the win by slightly more than that. And uh, yeah, Blake Bortles, you're not going to be able to run all over the field. And uh, don't trust you yet to win tough games on the road against one of the best teams in football. Take Kansas City minus three. And I'm taking... The Houston Texans, minus three, at home over the Dallas Cowboys. Pay attention to the game, folks. Watch the games. The stats are great. They're good for fantasy. Well, I didn't know a good fantasy week last week. Anyway, 
But watch the game. Deshaun Watson looked pretty good last week. He found a bit of his footing. He was stepping into his throws a bit more. A little more confidence on that old uh, busted up knee of his. Anyway, I like it. I should have won the game with a beautiful pass to DeAndre Hopkins in overtime. DeAndre dropped it and doesn't drop much. He actually looks great, too. Their whole offense is looking pretty good. I'm going to take Houston and Deshaun Watson over a poor man, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. Uh, Yeah, minus three. I'll take it at home. Must win game for the Texans. Must win game for the Cowboys, but it's not going to matter. They should have lost last week, too, against Detroit. That was one of the ones we covered. Yeah, Detroit Lions, not a popular pick, but we got it. All right, we're taking the Green Bay Packers. Yes, even though Aaron Rodgers does not bring it on every play, he won't need it to beat the Lions, okay? He just beats the Lions, especially when he realizes that time is running out. Can't afford these little hiccups, these speed bumps. All right, already lost to a mediocre team, Washington Redskins. They won't do it again, at least not for a while. Especially if I can get them at a pick Green Bay wins by a cheesy field goal. Right before the end of the game, and uh, in a result that uh, pretty much everyone saw coming. We're going to go with 24-21, to 21, Green Bay Packers. All right, another pick game where I'm taking the road, much better team. I'll take the Denver Broncos at the New York Jets. Uh, it's a pick game. Take Denver to win. Let's go, baby. Vaughn Miller, this is going to be one of those games he sort of wins by himself with the help of the rest of that defensive front. Again, Cortland Sutton, the third receiver right now for the uh, Broncos. He should be the first receiver. He's looking much better than Demarius Thomas. The more Sanders and Sutton get the ball, Case Keenum, the better you're going to do. Also, don't abandon the running game. It's working. It's going to be enough. Pickham's a steal. Uh, if they had beat, beaten the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, this would be Denver minus three. But they, Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Chiefs offense... Saved you this easy, easy line this week. Take Denver to win. Also, our last pick of the week, we got Seattle plus seven at home to the LA Rams. Unpopular pick, especially with Earl Thomas out. Jared Goff, look, he's looking great. He's got a he's got a fantastic arm and uh, great decision making abilities. You know what? They just Seattle's a tough place to play. And historically, with division opponents, seven points. I don't care how many All Stars are on this team. Division game in Seattle. Beating Seattle by over a touchdown is tough with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll as the head coach. Yes, they've replaced a lot of defensive guys. Richard Sherman's not exactly looking like an all-star right now for the 49ers. He's lost a step. Pete Carroll just saw it before us. And away we go. Take Seattle plus seven. I don't think they win the game, but they'll make it a game. And uh, over to you, weird Mike. Let's get back on track, bud. I don't know. Think all that uh, salty water and sea salty air has got you twisted up there, Hewlett. One winning week and you chirp me back? Hey now. I like most of your picks though this week, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take them in stride, okay? I really, 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 really like the Saints on Monday night. That's a big spot. Drew Brees gonna make history. The Superdome's gonna be bumping yo you ever been to nola that's crazy like the saints hopefully you keep it going you mentioned that i lost it's true folks even the weird gets whacked okay lost my first weird pick of the week bills at lambo and that was really on the bills it wasn't even the green bay packers that played well they were pissed at their performance did you see that Aaron Rodgers all pouty. Hewlett mentioned it earlier. They won 22 nothing, and any other team in the NFL would have beat them that Sunday. It wasn't even like Josh Allen had to put together a decent game. Feels like Shady's checked out. Sorry, Bills Mafia. The Shady train may have left the station. Orchard Park, New York. Uh, hosting the Titans this week. There's their season. They lose. They're done. They haven't been home in a month. Hopefully they get it. But I will be staying away from the Buffalo Bills this week on my weird pick. You can believe that. Hey. Weird pick of the week, folks. We're 3-1 and one on the year. No time to jump away. Coming at you with a big revenge spot. Minnesota plus 3.5 at the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Minnesota was destined to play in the Super Bowl at home. It was going to be 
the craziest home field advantage in the history of the game. And the Philadelphia Eagles and Big Dick Nick took that chance away from them. Tomorrow, this Sunday, week five, it doesn't mean as much, but that Minnesota roster is the same. The core is the same. They just changed a few fringe players. Kirk Cousins knows how to beat Philadelphia. He'd done it a bunch of time with the Skins, even when they were bad. Minnesota, plus three and a half. I like them to win. I'm going to hit the big-time money line, but I think the spread is gold. Huge revenge spot. Minnesota, 11 days since the Thursday night game that changed the league. That Thursday nighter with the Rams, 38-31, was 11 days ago. There's been a million yards and hundreds of touchdowns since. Kirk Cousins leads them back on track. They're a good team. They lost two in a row. Good teams don't lose three in a row. You know that, VOG. The Patriots uh, rarely lose three in a row, if ever. Vikings aren't on that level, but they're a damn good team. And Philly played five quarters, a full overtime against Tennessee. A lot of fourth downs, a lot of drama, missed kicks. And we're seeing the Colts get trounced on Thursday night after they played a full fifth quarter. And they're on a short week. It's a little more understandable. But Philly played five quarters, coming home in a rough spot. Minnesota rested, relaxed, with revenge on their mind. Lock it up, folks. Minnesota plus three and a half. If it drops down to three by the half point and smash. We got a nine-week carry coming to a head on Sunday. Those of you just betters out there know what I'm talking about. It's time to get some of that back. Plus three and a half. Royal comes home. Let's give him less. Take the Purple Army on the road. Rested. Back in the win column. What do you think, VOG? I like it. Purple people eaters. Let's go. Purple people eaters. Vikes, baby. You know, I think uh, Kirk Cousins rises to the occasion. Guy put up 31 points on the road on a short week. I don't think anybody puts that loss on him. Uh, the kicker in Green Bay. We all know what happened to that. And, uh, you know, that Buffalo game is clearly an absolute mystery to what's going on. Yeah, I have no idea. No one will ever know. I think uh, I think it's something bigger. Maybe the highs and lows of these rookie quarterbacks. Like, the whole franchise placed on these kids' shoulders so soon. They used to have... We like... Quarterbacks like Mahomes taking a year behind a guy like Alex Smith, learning some things, X, Y, Z, and then see if he's ready to take the keys. These guys just give him the keys to the franchise. These franchises are $3 billion. This isn't no joke anymore. Like Even a terrible NFL team like the Bills is worth a shit ton of money. And they just give it to a kid from the Pacific Northwest? There's going to be monster highs, cavernous lows. So I think Darnold's going to be cue for that. Some people thought he was going to shock the world with the Jags. I didn't think a chance in hell that was going to happen. I don't like your KC pick, Hugh. I'll tell you that right now. Your gold pick is going down. What do you think of the Jags Chiefs this week, uh, VOG? It's going to be a huge test for huge uh, test. Mr. Mahomes. Obviously the best D that he's ever faced. Um, I think he's good enough, though. Like, he can... His his mobility eras, essentially erases a pass rush. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, we're going to talk about him later. Um, you know, him matched up against Tyreek the Freak. That's going to be very interesting. But, yeah, with, with Kelsey, like, the Chiefs just have so many options. So it'll be, it'll be whatever Blake we have. It's up to Blake. If he comes and plays like he did against the Pats, Jags game. If he's, you know, his usual Blake Bortles facts on Twitter, you know, joke, then, yeah, it's... Game Chiefs. I know you don't want to hear this, but a lot of people are calling this an AFC championship preview. Have you heard that narrative floating around? It absolutely could be. They're definitely two of the favorites. I mean, yeah, it, it could happen for sure. Um, you know, one, it, one it, of my betting foundations and why I like the, the, uh, the Jags, and not so much the Jags as this betting principle, fellow just betters out there, look who's talkers. We're trying to make you some money here too, in addition to making you laugh. The Monday night winner rarely covers the following week. There's elation. It's prime time. It's different. They won. 
The Chiefs won in dramatic fashion. The world is on Mahomes' dick right now. Mm-hmm. So. Mr. Kermit the Frog. Mr. Kermit the Frog. You eh? heard that guy's talk. If you haven't heard him talk, come on. There's a lot of Kermit the Frog mashups out there. Check them out. I had uh, probably the worst fantasy week in the history of this league. I think I had uh, 58 points. Are you talking about record setting? It's really bad. It was the uh, worst performance of the league all year. I think in the history of the four-year league. Uh, give me some... Give me some... Uh, Point me in the right direction. Some gold, Jerry. Let's get to it. All right, all right. Thank you, Michael. Fantasy section. Tip of the week. We're going to, you know, there's not a ton of news to report on fantasy front, and we are a little late in the week. But uh, tip of the week, you know, sometimes sometimes I get busy. And, you know, do as I say, not always as I do. Um, so case in point, this week I have James White, starting running back uh, for the New England Patriots, playing in my flex spot on Thursday night. So tip of the week is whenever you have a player on your team in, in your starting lineup who's playing in the Thursday night game, get them out of your flex position. A lot can happen between the you know kickoff on Thursday night and the game the kickoff on Sunday. So suspensions, injuries in practice, a lot of stuff a lot of crazy stuff happens, so you need flexibility. So I should have had him in my running back spot and leave me some flexibility to throw my tight ends, receivers, and running backs into that flex spot. So do as I say, not as I do. Don't pull a VOG this week and uh, have your Thursday night starter in the flex spot. The flex providing flexibility. Exactly. It's in the name. How Stupid. I done goofed. Um, but yeah, other uh, you know sort of fantasy headlines. It was a real rough week for tight end owners. Um, Tyler Eifert, done for the season with a gruesome broken ankle. That was all over Twitter. Um, funny, like the, you know, the medical staff is obviously talking to him, but there's, you know, the camera angles can see that his leg is one way and his ankle is the other way. Um, so get better, Tyler Eifert. Um, you, you and know. your mullet. Yeah. We don't show him enough love. I tweeted it out. I didn't realize what a glorious mullet the guy has. Absolute beautiful mullet. Glorious. Party in the back. Rock on Tyler Eifert. Uh, but yeah, Gronk is, you know, up and down, limited in practice, got some ankle issues. OJ Howard left the game with some, some injuries. So, oh, the juice. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of, a uh, lot of, a lot of tight end activity on the waivers. Um, and again, like we always say, hopefully you're using a, the fab bidding system to pick up your tight ends and not a rotating rotisserie order, uh, for waivers, but uh, a couple tight ends to keep an eye on if you still haven't made the move yet. Um, some lesser owned options. Uh, Eifert's replacement, CJ Izoma, uh, Uzama, U-Z-O something. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to say it, but CJ, U-Z-O, that'll search, that'll find it. Pick him up. Uh, also, Ricky Seals-Jones, starting tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. He has been, there's like a stats, he's on the field for like 90% of plays. And yeah, Rosen, you know, in the preseason showed him some love. Ricky Seals-Jones, great start for this week against a dreadful uh, defense that they're playing, which is escaping me. Um, also, San Fran. There we go. Dreadful. Uh, Cameron Brait, the other, you know, half-and-half half tight end oh, yeah. in uh, on the Bucks. Um, also, with Fitzmagic not being the starter anymore, Jameis loves Cameron Brait. Oh, they're boys. They are. They got a great connection. So I picked him up in a league where I'm very thin at tight end. Um, they're on a bye week, so, you know, you're going to have to stream another one. But pick him up. I think there's some serious value there at such a scarce position right now. Um, Cameron Brate, pick of the week. I'm actually really deep at tight end. I got Graham and Hooper, mm. Matt Ryan's boy. Got a, They're getting tight. I, w- I would advise a trade. Flip them. Okay. Get some value. You can't have that value riding on your bench. You're never going to play two tight ends. True story. Probably not. Not Austin Hooper. All right. We're keeping it short and sweet. In the fantasy corner here. But as always, if I haven't answered your questions, you got more, hit me up on Twitter at the Fantasy VOG or hit us up on our normal social channels at Hughes Talking. And yeah, slide into our DMs. We will give you some advice. Win your league. Let's go. Throwing it back now to Mr. Hewlett in the big blue. All right, folks. Listen, I mentioned before earlier in the show, uh, and these guys might be making fun of me for it, but I am changing my Super Bowl pick for the year. I was pretty proud to have picked the Steelers over the Falcons way back in May. Especially to find out one of my favorite guys, Colin Cowherd, picked the same Super Bowl, except he had Atlanta beating the Steelers. 
Well, adapt or die in this business. And there's a couple things that uh, were unforeseen to me in May, such as Le'Veon Bell holding out. Now, just a little tidbit about the Le'Veon Bell situation. I don't know what a running back could have... I don't know what more a running back could have done to deserve some sort of long-term contract. This is the second year they tried to franchise him. Yes, he has had problems with marijuana, but the world's just about to get a little more accustomed to that, okay? Especially if you're a football player. If I had some of the best monsters, athletic monsters in America, destroying me 40 touches a game, or sorry, 30 touches a game, 25 touches a game, you know what, man? I might might smoke one to ease the pain. The rest of the world will be doing it in a decade. You'll be smoking joints with your aunt at Christmas. Be like, why didn't we do this before? She'll be like, I was. I never told you. You know what? Everyone's going to get along a bit better. Canada's about to be the coolest place in the world to live. Whoa! Won't just be Mile High Stadium. Mile High Country. <laughs> uh, either way, no Lev Bell's been a real problem. A bunch of idiots all over the sports world. Possibly people in your very office. We're like, John Connor gets one game where he gets a whole bunch of touches and Lights up the Cleveland Browns for some pretty good numbers. And everyone's like, who needs Le'Veon Bell? Don't be so short-sighted, okay? He's an out-of-this-world talent. He has a style of running following his blocks with patience that I've never even seen before. And they're struggling without it. He was captain third down. And you know what? If he wasn't captain third down, someone else was wide open because you had your best defensive player on the field shadowing Le'Veon Bell with help. So everything just got harder. Sign Le'Veon Bell. And I'm the guy who said to let Khalil Mack walk. I think one day that'll be a problem. But he's more important to your team than Todd Gurley is to the Rams. And the other thing is, Mack never got the Raiders to the playoffs. What more does Le'Veon Bell have to do? He was your number one targeted receiver and your running back. Basically the non-quarterback MVP of the league last year. And it's not like you missed the playoffs. You got almost all the way. It was one kneeling, reaching, bad Jesse James catch slash non-catch turnover away from the Super Bowl. Pay the man. Maybe not five, six years, but give him three or four. He won't let you down, even if he smokes up. He still plays great. Also, so, no Le'Veon Bell, no Hugh pick for the Super Bowl. And I know he's coming back, but the other thing is, one of the least talked about things, I think, in football, and we talked about it on the show before, When you change offensive coordinators, it is like changing the head chef at your fancy restaurant. You can have all the same ingredients, but even a guy who goes there twice a year notices, hey, this uh, this sea bass tastes a little different. You know, some change. You can't have all the same ingredients in a different head chef. And if you have a defensive head coach, your offensive coordinator is the head chef. Make no mistake. Mike Tomlin's not saying what to do on third and seven. Todd Haley former offensive coordinator on the Steelers, who I thought for years was a dick just because of the, the way he looked on uh, hard knocks and the way Larry Johnson always talked about him when he was running back on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Todd Haley was head coach of the Chiefs. You know what? I'm wrong sometimes. I'm wrong a lot. Todd Haley might seem like a dick. Let me tell you, he had that offense flying. And even though they're still doing pretty good on offense, it's mostly because they're down so much from struggling in the first and second quarter. I don't know. It just looks off. I'm pulling the plug on my Steelers Super Bowl pick. And I'm also pulling the plug on the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl pick. They had some key injuries. These are things you can't see. They lost their best pass rusher to the Patriots, of all people. And uh, Keanu Neal went down, and they just lost lost another linebacker. Look, they got no bite on defense. Cincinnati Bengals just walked down, and Andy Dalton looked like Tom Brady. And that game should never have ended that way. The Falcons just lost two tough games at home where their offense looked great and their defense just has nothing. They can't, you know, they they couldn't stop a tumbleweed uh, in a room the size of a tumbleweed rolling at them. (laughs) It's a horrible metaphor. They can't stop Farvin Smith. All right, folks? Uh, So I'm pulling the plug on them. And I'm going, now attaching myself to this marriage of offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. So give me Tom Brady and Josh McDaniel. Yeah, Belichick's defense ain't exactly doing it, but they'll do just enough, all right? They got lit up for the Super Bowl for a record amount of yards. Where were you, Bill? That's right. It's an offensive game. So give me Sean Payton and their offensive coordinator, because Sean Payton's an offensive coach, and Drew Brees and the Saints. One more kick at the can, because they were one miracle away last year. They would have beat the Eagles, and it would have been Saints-Patriots. 
I think we're going to get that again. And you're saying, Jeff, what about the Chiefs? I love the Chiefs. Love Mahomes. But look, two things. The Chiefs are trying to get over this losing to the Steelers or losing to the Pats in the playoffs things they've been doing it for years. Pat Mahomes, he's just new to the league. He's going to be pumped for the playoffs. They also have to have very tough games all season long, like the one you saw on Monday Night Football. When they go into Oakland, it's going to be tough. When they go into San Diego, it's going to be tough. Well, they already did that. Either way, they got to play San Diego again. Oh, my God, I'm calling them San Diego. <laughs> they got to play L.A. again. They got to play the Raiders twice. They got to play the Broncos. Okay, even just get their divisions tough. They're going to come out of here with some injuries. Also, speaking of injuries, they were about to trade for Earl Thomas. And, uh, you know, Thomas is hurt. That hurt the Chiefs more than it hurt the Seahawks. The Chiefs needed Earl Thomas. That's where they were about to trade a second-round pick, possibly two for him. They don't get that now. So I think even though Mahomes will take them to the promised land, just like the Steelers knew Ben Roethlisberger would, Roethlisberger won 13 games his first season taking over, lost in the playoffs to the Patriots. Mahomes, he's going to win 13 games this year and lose to the uh, Patriots in the playoffs. Yeah, and do you think they're scared of Jacksonville when they get Edelman and everyone back? Me neither. So I'm taking the New England Patriots to face off against the New Orleans Saints in this year's Super Bowl, and I will not change it again. Well, that was certainly big news from Big Blue. What a surprise. Our host, Hugh, jumps back on Brady's dick. <laughs> and you love every single drop. I, don't I don't like when people call in the Pats, to, you know, when they got a target on their back, I don't like that. I like them to, you know, slide in a little under the radar. Not that they ever really are, but like, yeah, when they were 16 and 0, that didn't end so well. So I'd rather, yeah, just, you know, have a little hiccups along the way. And, you know, it's all about the, the team that gets momentum at the right time. Case in point, the Giants in both years they won. Um, but, think, you I know, think... like, I, I have to respect Jeff because, you know, things change. You get new information, your opinions should too. So. Clearly, you know, at the start of the season, we didn't see the, you know, what was going on with Pittsburgh. We didn't see these injuries, so I get it. He actually really had me there. I thought, uh, I thought he was going to take Breeze and the Saints to win it, and that one last kick at the can. I'm. Uh, Their D's got to get better if they're making another true story for playoff football. It's yeah, Marshawn Lattimore, you know, had a great, you know, defensive rookie of the year, but. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I haven't been watching enough. Uh, I've been, i got to watch them a little more closely because, yeah, they're not who they were, you know, how they finished last year. So, Folks, if uh, you've been following along, listening, rating, reviewing us onto our 30th episode today, in the last few we've picked up some steam, got a lot of new subscribers. It's the holiday season. We want you to do that again. And my favorite section of the show is coming up next. News that doesn't matter. You rocked it from the satellite campus last week. Now we are face-to-face, bringing the noise, news that doesn't matter, VOG. Thank you, thank you. It is also my favorite part of the show, the news that does not matter, or (laughs) should matter. Maybe we should leave with it. Maybe we should do only news that doesn't matter. I don't know. You tell us. But starting it off, Madden, good old NFL football game. I've never really played it, never really been much of a football guy, but uh, there's a lot of hardcore fans out there. And, you know, so each year when the game comes out, they sort of, they release who has a 99 ranking, essentially perfect. And there's a couple guys on that list. Um, They were all gifted a custom gold pair of their cleats. And so starting off the season, Mr. Antonio Brown, Aaron Donald, Rob Gronkowski, Luke Keekley, and Vaughn Miller all made the list. Those are the only five 99s in the game? Yep. Yep. Only five until now. Um, So after playing out of his mind for the first four games of the season... You want to guess who played their way into the 99 spot? If it's Mahomes, I'm going to be pretty no, angry. No. Okay. Mr. Khalil Mack has added wow. himself to the list. Wow. Sorry, Jeffrey, but Khalil Mack is a mutant, and you should have paid him. But, yeah, um, absolutely deservedly so. Defensive player of the year. You know, MVP candidate already. Him and Mr. Mahomes are going to be duking it out all season. I hope he can keep it up because, yeah, it's good when the Bears don't suck. That news matters to a lot of people, though. Madden's like hardcore, bro. No, I know. Like, they're all in. Yeah, esports is blowing up. But uh, moving on to another favorite section, Celebration of the Week. Again, it's an elite award. You really got to impress me here. We're not giving it out every week, but this week we are. Mr. Dante Moncrief of the Jacksonville Jaguars caught a beauty pass from Mr. Blake Bortles, Blake the Snake. 
and uh, had a teammate pass him a nice air base, to which he just took to town. I'm talking heavy slaps, a lot of heavy base slap in action, with some, you know, mixing in there with some beauty dance moves. I loved it. Uh, you talking about air guitar? Yeah, air guitar, but in this case, he was playing a bass. So air bass. Air bass. Lesser known, but he was slapping it. Oh, man, he, he killed it. That's another odd hardcore world, the air guitar circuit. Yeah, there's People there's, play it. there's competitions. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good bass player, like Flea. Flea, right? Yeah. Chili Peps, probably one of the yeah, one of the top of all time. He was he was he would have been proud. Um, also checking in, update on some an, previous news that didn't matter? Exactly. It I th- develops. I think it's yeah. <laughs> the plot thickens, folks. And yeah, a couple of weeks ago we reported uh, about the airport employee that thought it was a good idea to start a fight with a professional athlete that's known for being violent and aggressive, Mr. Pac Man Jones. So not a huge update, um, more of a you know period ending to the story uh he got sentenced to jail so he's in jail now and sucks to suck he's in the can yeah wow yeah so that was stupid you lost your job your girlfriend and uh your freedom your, yeah so sucks to suck um and what would the news that doesn't matter be without talking about mr jalen ramsey as we teased earlier in the episode um, back at it again. Give him a microphone, and he will give you a soundbite worthy of a top 10 somewhere. Uh, this time, throwing some shade on one of the fastest people in the league, Mr. Tyreek oh, Hill. no, he did The cheetah. The freak himself. Yeah. Calling him out. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Um, so Jalen Ramsey wants you to know that this week he's not really worried about the matchup because, as he pointed out, Tyreek, he made All-Pro as a return specialist. He went to two Pro Bowls as a return specialist. I made All-Pro and Pro Bowl at my actual position. So it's not even a receiver-corner matchup. He's a return specialist. A lot of shade. That's, uh, that's a bit much. Pro Bowl's a Pro Bowl. He's like a flex. It, He's like a Pro Bowl flex. He is. I mean, he can, the guy can do it all. He's a uh, jack-of-all-trades. He can do many talents all involving being really, really fast. Um, but, yeah, Tyree kind of heard it, and, you know, they asked him in a presser a little bit later in the day. He reacted, you know, pretty tamely, saying that, yeah, like, I dare you. I hope you play press coverage because he's going to make you pay. So something to look forward to Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff in KC. Kate, the Cheetah versus Ramsey. Let's go. Ooh, Cheetah versus Ramsey. Solid headline. Spicy. Let's see it, boys. And that, ra- that wraps up this week's edition of the News That Does Not Matter. Hey, hey, hey. You know, Tyreek, man, you're going to step in it soon. Sometimes the cheetah gets away. We all know that. Hewlett's thinking the che- cheetah's going to get away this week. I think so, too. Uh, I expect now. Jalen's Ty- fast. He's not Tyreek fast. Tyreek's a G. He responds well to trash. He's not saying that it's never happened. Like, he's acknowledging it. He's channeling it and damn it shut your mouth once in a while Jalen <laughs> I like the Jags this week man Chiefs got that short week don't give them no bulletin board material man be the bigger man I'm not trying to put a muzzle on them there's spots though right sound bites we need more Jalen's I mean one frequently talented and soundbite worthy players um, but yeah you hear yeah you hear they're Tyreek. They're talking about who's fastest in the league, and Marquise Goodwin, receiver yep. for the 49ers. Um, you know, Former like, Bill. Yes, that's right. Um, underperforming Bill. And but yeah, they're like, yeah, man, uh, you think you're, you know, fastest guy in the league? A lot of people say Tyreek, and he's like, oh yeah, is that right? And he basically just pulls his sleeve up and points to the tattoo on his bicep of the Olympic rings to remind people that he was an, a U.S. Olympic sprinter. Give me my check. Put yeah. some respect on my check. Mic drop. Oh, really? He's got a tattoo ring? That's that's badass. You know, uh, Jimmy G's been a, a talking point of the league, and, you know, people think Belichick's might be a backdoor genius for letting him go, injury-prone, porn star. You know, it's starting to pile up for Jimmy G, right? It's not looking good. And on comes along this Iowa kid, C.J. Beathard. They love him there. Shanahan... Is all in on the kid. He didn't bat an eyelash when he went down. 
He almost led them to that win at the Chargers. Their defense and special teams coughed it up. But uh, the good win led me to C.J. Bethard, man. The Niners are a good cover. They're a solid dog. So keep that in mind, folks. Speaking of dogs, as a reminder... I think we're going to be raw-dogging it from here on out. These mics feel great with no <laughs> covers on top. Jeff, I don't care what you say. You might love it, too. So, It's total we're, freedom. I'm not, I'm not lip-smacking the soft. Okay? <laughs> I know that's, we're saving that sound bite. Put that, put that one in the bite. I don't know how Huck sanitizes these things after our show, but I, I see the horror he looks Hoses at him the down. intimacy I had Power with them. the mic cover. You see how much more intimate it is when you don't Put one on. <laughs> <laughs> Folks. Don't do as Weird Mike does, kids. Wrap it up. It has been an honor and a pleasure to sit here and discuss the sport I love the most with some people that I'm starting to love. They're oh, climbing babe. into the love column. <laughs> all right? All the look who's talkers out there, I can't say that I love you all. I like you, just like I hope that you like us on all the social media platforms. Check me on Twitter at Weird Mike 24 at Look Who's Talking. All our handles are available. We love you and happy betting this week, folks. VOG? Yeah, baby. Um, as always, hit me up, the Fantasy VOG and Mr. Jeff Hewlett at the Jeff Hewlett on all social channels. And yeah, it's been a blast and can't wait to have Jeffrey back, the whole crew back in the building together next week. All right, VOG. Funny, informative. Let's turn those tidbits into dollars. Huck Media, thanks for putting up with us. We're going to be live at Centennial Studios for the next little bit. Episode 30 in the books. Happy Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving to all our Canadian friends here and around the world. Au revoir. Sayonara. Adios. Hasta luego. Ciao. Cheers, folks.